Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with the Love in Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me this day. I hope your Sunday is going well, and I know the weekend's coming to a close, and a lot of people don't want to hear that, but at least hopefully you've had a good weekend and able to get some rest, able to get some things done that you can't do during the week. I know Martha and I, we take our Mondays, that's our day off, and get things done around the house, and but also prepare for the upcoming week at Love and Action. So ministry is life. So it's not really like work, it's life. And we just thoroughly enjoy serving our Lord and Savior together. I just hope that each one of you understands how much Jesus loves you. He loves you so much. And just carry that with you throughout the rest of this day and throughout the the upcoming week. No matter what happens, just remember, Jesus loves you and he's with you. This morning, we are going to talk about a subject that doesn't get talked about nearly enough, and that's persecution. Christians are persecuted throughout this world. The number one group that is persecuted around the world, though you don't hear much about it uh, on the news, but there is an organization called Open Doors, and each year they produce a watch list. They call it the World Watch List, and it's the 50 toughest places to be a Christian where persecution is extremely high. And we're going to talk about that and talk about some numbers that I think will just really shake you and make you realize we need to pray more and more and more for our brothers and sisters around the world. So speaking of prayer, let's start out by going to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Join me. Father God, we praise you and thank you for another day Another day to share your goodness across the airwaves. We thank you for the Joy FM. Father, I thank you for everyone listening and just pray your blessings upon them. Father, we are so thankful that we live in a country where we are free to worship you. God, there has been persecution in this country, but nothing that compares with what goes on in other places around the world and even countries where it's illegal to be a Christian. It's illegal to share their faith with others. So, Lord, we're so thankful that you chose to have us to be born here in the U.S., or some listening may have migrated to the U.S., may have come to the U.S. and become a citizen. And so, Lord, we just thank you for for their opportunities as well. But, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for those who protect our freedoms, those who have given their lives for our freedoms. So, Lord, we just thank you again for the blessing it is to live in America. Even though we got a lot of mess going on ourselves, it's still the greatest country in this world, and we are very, very blessed to be here. So thank you, Lord. But Lord, when you give much, then much is required. So Lord, we need to be busy about our Father's business. We need to be busy about reaching our neighbors, about reaching our communities, our country, and our world for you, to spread your gospel throughout this world. And Lord, to Help those who are hurting. And Lord, we need to pray. We need to pray more and more for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted even unto death. So Lord, we want to lift them up to you this morning and pray, God, that you would continue to strengthen their faith, that no matter what happens, that they won't waver. For God, you give us power to be witnesses like that, that even in the face of death, we can be your witnesses. So give them strength, give them power. Lord, we even pray that you would deliver them from persecution, Lord, that you would protect them, that you would help them in each and every way and let them know and be reassured that there are many, many people praying for them. And Father, we pray for those who are doing the persecution because, Lord, they're really persecuting you. And we pray for their salvation, that their eyes would be open and they would see what they are doing is wrong and evil 
and that they will turn to you, Jesus, and be saved, just like Saul was, as he persecuted you. But then he gave his life to you, and he became the great apostle Paul, who did many, many, many wonderful things, amazing things for your glory, because of your power that you gave him. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you most of all for your son, Jesus, and we love you, and it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, every year, this organization called Open Doors produces a world watch list. If you're not familiar with Open Doors, you should be. They do a wonderful job. They have teams around the world helping those who are persecuted. You can go to opendoorsusa.org to check out more about this wonderful ministry, this wonderful organization. And it was really started up by a guy named Brother Andrew. A great book for you to read. It's called God's Smuggler. God's Smuggler. And it's a story, real life, true story, about Brother Andrew and how he started this work for God. And he started by getting God's word behind the Iron Curtain. It's a fascinating book. It's one of those that's hard to put down. So I encourage you to read that. God's Smuggler about Brother Andrew. But this world watch list comes out every January And I'm always waiting on it because I want to see what all is going on around the world. Now, we are blessed to be in constant contact with brothers and sisters in some countries where persecution does take place quite a bit, including Pakistan and India, Nepal, Myanmar, China. These countries, persecution is a way of life. And it's kind of hard for Christians here in America to wrap our minds around that. But when you talk about persecution with with our brothers and sisters overseas, they will tell you, tell them, look, I'm sorry this is happening to you. And they'll say, it's okay. It's a way of life. It's how it is. It's it's all they know. So it's, it's like when we read about the early church, we know there was a lot of persecution going on, but it was just how it was at that time. And that is still how it is for so many people around the world. And I'm going to read through this report. I'm not going to read through every country, all 50 countries, and what's going on in each one. We'll pick some out. But there's some startling numbers here that I want you to hear and to think about. The very, very sobering statistics. Around the world, 16 Christians are killed each day on average. So today, on average, 16 Christians were killed or will be killed today because of their faith. So think about those numbers. That's nearly 500 Christians every single month who are killed for their faith. That's men, women, fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, aunts, uncles, cousins, just because they chose to follow Jesus. Jesus told us it wasn't going to be easy, didn't he? He said, I'm sending you like lambs among wolves. Jesus doesn't try to paint a rosy picture for us to make it sound like, hey, if you follow me, everything's going to be peaches and cream. Everything's going to be just wonderful. At the end, it will be. But he tells us getting there is going to be tough. And he tells us the road is narrow and it's hard for those who decide to follow him. But as a believer since 1987, I can tell you it's still the greatest road to be on. Now being on this narrow road, I'd much rather be on the narrow road with Jesus because he's awesome and he just loves us so much and eternal life with him is waiting for us. On that other road, on that road that's wide, that leads to destruction, that's eternal destruction, eternal 
torment, eternity without God. I don't want anything to do with that road. I want to stay on the straight and narrow and live for Jesus because he is, he's worth it. He thought we were worth it because he died for us, a brutal death because he loves us. So let's follow him with all that's within us. No matter what comes our way, always be faithful to Jesus. So these numbers are a bit staggering, I would say. They are to me anyway, and very sobering. I think about how well we have it. You know, at Love in Action, every Wednesday, I'm teaching the Word of God in a building that is all glass. Everybody can see what we're doing. Then I think about if we try to do that in other countries like North Korea, we would be taken out. Afghanistan, they would take us down real quick. So we are so blessed to be where we're at, but let's never take that for granted and never forget our brothers and sisters around this world. You won't hear reports like this on major news networks, big newspapers. They just don't report such things. Why? Well, we can argue about that, but these numbers, if they were happened to, to other religions, we would hear a lot about it. But we don't hear much about it. So that's what makes this open door world watch list so important because it is the most in-depth investigative report focusing on global Christian persecution. There's nothing comes close. And it reveals that from October 2020 to September 2021, the number of Christians who were abducted, arrested, and killed increased sharply. It went up. It didn't go down. It went up sharply. And the numbers show that the total number of martyrs increased from the 2021 World Watch list. It was 4,761, 4,761. On the 2022 Watch list, 5,898, 5,898 Christians who were martyred, who were killed for their faith. And that is probably a conservative number when you think about countries such as North Korea and Afghanistan, Somalia, Nigeria, Yemen, different places like that where you just won't hear about the number of Christians who were killed. So those numbers are probably pretty conservative because a lot goes on that we don't know anything about. It's like they say in their report No one in a North Korean prison camp or radical military leader in Nigeria is reporting the murder of a Christian. But Open Doors, they do talk with thousands of believers and refugees, and they're informed about the Christians who are dying each and every day. Many Christians die because of their increased vulnerability in conflict. Being deprived for a long time of necessities or exclusion from socioeconomic aid, there's many reasons. And across the top 50 countries on the World Watch list, pressure is mounting. And the report says that in all 50 countries registered a very high level of persecution for a second year in a row. All 50 of these countries did. Some of them swapped places, but any that are in that top 50, it's a rough place to be a Christian. And the report shows that more than 360 million Christians suffer high levels of persecution and discrimination for their faith. Again, that's 360 million Christians are suffering persecution and discrimination because of their faith. That's an increase of 15 million believers in only one year. So you see how it's going up. It's not going down. It's going up. During the 
2022 World Watch List reporting period, again, that's from was from October 2020 to September 2021, there were 5,110 churches or Christian buildings attacked, over 5,100. There were 4,765 Christians unjustly arrested, detained, or imprisoned. And there were 3,829 Christians abducted for faith-related reasons. So that means each day, 14 congregations were attacked, 10 Christians faced the nightmare of kidnapping, and 13 Christians went through the trauma of unjust arrest, detainment, and or imprisonment. Not only that, persecution against Christians has risen for 16 consecutive years. Wow. That's very sobering. Persecution has risen for 16 consecutive years. The report goes on to say that in many countries, the violence against believers is subtle. For instance, in India, once again, number 10 on the World Watch list, the Open Door Partners have found that Christians are beaten, injured, or chased away from their homes. But the reported number of Christian killings is limited. This number is likely higher and happens out of the public eye, impossible for them to verify. I know this to be a fact about the persecution in India because we have pastors in India. And I know one of our pastors just last year was threatened by a radical Hindu, and that's the radical Hindu's goal is to eradicate all other faiths from their country. He was told that they needed to leave because, one, they were not from that town, and so they didn't belong, but two, they had a church, and they were preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they did not want them there, and that they were going to be forced to leave, and and they kept coming back threatening, so that happens, and we also know in Pakistan, brothers who were threatened, one was beaten up last year, one pastor that we work with there was beaten up last year because he was a Christian, that happens often. And in Pakistan, we know many Christians are killed. One was just recently killed on his way home from preaching a church service, a Christian priest was. And it's it's happening all over. Uh, Africa, the violence is really extreme and public. They're, They're not hiding it. And out of the 10 most violent countries against Christians, seven are in Africa. So Africa has become a very dangerous place for Christians. And the most violent of these countries is once again Nigeria, where 4,650 believers were killed this past year alone. Over 4,600 believers killed in one year. So that's an average of 13 Christians each day, meaning Nigeria accounts for nearly 80% of Christian deaths worldwide. Wow. That's a very violent country, one that needs Jesus. And praise God, I remember a good brother of mine went to Nigeria. He's in heaven now. Uh, He made it back home from there, but he went there to tell people about Jesus. And that's what we have to do, and we have to support our brothers and sisters who are over there. And Christians, they're just attacked brutally in northern Nigeria, and and the violence continues unabated. It's not being stopped. And it's only one of the only places in the world where COVID-19 travel restrictions and lockdowns had very little effect on attacks against Christians. It's an all-out war against Christians in Nigeria, and it continues. There's raids by radical Islamic groups who are raiding Christian homes and 
churches and they're terrorizing these Christian communities and women and young girls are being raped and forced into slavery, sexual slavery. Uh, They're kidnapped, ransomed, they're killed, and it's just horrible. Christian men and boys are being attacked often and often killed in such attacks and the violence just continues to take place in rural areas at roadblocks and in many of these countries another sad fact is a lot of times it's families who are persecuting Christians because someone in their family became a Christian. They may have been Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, what have you, or or many of the other religions that are out there, but they turn to Jesus. And so families will turn quickly on those who come to Christ, and they will excommunicate them from the family, from the village, from the community. And when that happens, where do they go? That's the thing. We've seen it happen. I remember in the Philippines, southern Philippines, where we go, there was this young couple who just loved Jesus so much, but we learned their story. They were Muslim. Their family was Muslim, and they came to Christ, and their family immediately turned on them and was trying to kill them. Kind of hard to wrap my mind around, but it happens, and it happens often. And that young couple had to run to another part of that country to escape their family, but you know what? Their hearts are to return and be able to reach them. And so this is just real life all over the world where persecution takes place. There are some countries on the list that may surprise you or may surprise you where they're listed. For the first time in many, many years, North Korea is not number one. Would you like to guess what number one is this year? And since I'm on the radio, I can't hear you. But some of you may have guessed it because of what happened last year. Afghanistan is number one. And we know that when our troops left Afghanistan, it quickly got taken over by the Taliban. And other Islamic groups, radical groups, started coming in, ISIS, and starting to kill Christians. So the Islamic oppression is really ratcheting up against the Christians in Afghanistan. And so that's why Afghanistan unseated North Korea as number one violent country against Christians. North Korea didn't slip far, though. They're number two on the list. And communism, that's the big thing, post-communist oppression. It's like in China, the government comes first before anything and everything, and everything else has to come way beneath the, the government. And so North Korea extremely dangerous place. And in other places, Somalia is number three. Then there's Libya, Yemen. One of our countries, I'm going to skip down through some of these, not name all 50 of them. Some of the countries that we minister in, we being Love and Action, uh, are on this list. And Pakistan is number eight. They were number five last year and for a number of years prior. Uh, but they're number eight this year, but that doesn't mean it's any easier over there. That it's still a very dangerous place to be a Christian. And as I mentioned earlier, we know pastors who have, have been beaten for their faith in Christ and just praise God they, they weren't killed, uh, even though one in particular we know some people were looking for him to take his life because he was telling others about Jesus and giving Bibles out. So it's it's very, very hard place to be. But our brothers and sisters there in Pakistan, just they just do incredible work for the kingdom and continuing to go out and reach people with the gospel, baptize people, disciple them, and help with needs 
it's a wonderful job, and I just praise God for that and, and just thankful that we can just be a small part of what God is doing in Pakistan. Another country that we are in is India, and I mentioned that earlier. It's religious nationalism with the radical Hindus. That's the main reason for persecution there in India. And again, our brothers and sisters are just so wonderful. It's an honor to when we're able to go to India and to serve with them. They're just incredible people who love Jesus and just want people to know about Jesus. You know, in India, there's over 10 million gods that people serve. As I mentioned in last week's message, I had a friend, I have a friend there in India, and when I met him, he said he didn't believe anything because he was just too confused. Out of 10 million gods, which one does he believe in? And so there's just, I mean, that's just confusion, and we know confusion is nothing but the devil, and that's one of his weapons. And so India is filled with confusion, but when we can talk with them and share about the one true God, lives are are being changed, and a lot of people are coming to Christ in India, and a lot of disciples are being made, and we praise God for that. The small country in Southeast Asia called Myanmar, formerly Burma, is number 12 on the list, and they've moved up, unfortunately. But we do have some wonderful brothers and sisters there who do incredible work, and we stay in, in touch with them often as well. And it's just amazing what they've gone through this year. In addition to the pandemic, which everybody has gone through, and in these smaller countries, that the pandemic's been a, a lot worse as far as the shut, lockdown, shutdowns, and availability of vaccines and, and, and help, period. Myanmar had been one of those, but also on February 1st of 2020, I'm sorry, 2021, the military took over the country. There was a military coup that overthrew the, the democratic government and took over the country. And it's been tough. It's been a really, really hard year for all Burmese, but even more so those who are Christians, especially those who converted from Buddhism to Christianity. The persecution has really risen against them. Uh, but our brothers and sisters there continue to go forward, and we praise God. Or, or we have an orphanage over there, and the children are safe and doing well, and we praise God for that as well. Uh, we have a college there in Myanmar, and despite everything that's gone on over there, we have people who just graduated a week ago. There was four graduates from our small college there in Myanmar, and they are ready to go into their country and lead people to Jesus and make disciples of them. So nothing stops God's work. When we're obedient to him and we realize he gives us the power to be his witness no matter what's going on and love Jesus with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then we can keep on keeping on no matter what's going on. And we're seeing that. We're seeing such perseverance. I, I was blessed to record a, a message for the graduates at, at our college there and, and to encourage them. And I just, I thank them for showing us a wonderful example of persevering through such trying and, and dangerous times. But they persevered. They kept going. And it's just, it's just awesome. Our brothers and sisters there, we can learn so much from our brothers and sisters in these other countries. They're just incredible, and I praise God for them. Another country that we're in is China, and most people know what's going on in China. The government has just been clamping down on everything that has that, that doesn't have, have anything to do with communism. I mean, if it's not about the government, it's not about the communist government, they are shutting it down, and they've really been on, a, on the attack against 
religion, Christianity and Muslim, any other religion that's going on over there, uh, unless it's Buddhism. They kind of look at that as, as something that's been a part of their culture, and it has been for a long time, but Christianity has been as well. They just don't want to look at that. They look at it as more of a Western religion, but the kingdom is growing. <laughs> the kingdom continues to grow in China, and large numbers of Chinese are coming to Christ. And there, But there's a lot of persecution going on. People are being arrested. People are being uh, harassed by the religious affairs police. I know we have one of our pastor friends over there. He's He gets harassed often, and he just keeps on keeping on. It, it doesn't let anything stop him. You're talking about an inspiration. Wow. We've been to China many times, and the last time we were there, we were sharing Jesus with some, some young people, and we were actually going to meet with them for a second time and show the Jesus film in their language. Uh, but somebody within that group we were ministering to told the religious affairs police about us, and they were going to come down and shut that down, but we got uh, a heads up on it before before they got there. And so um, thankfully, uh, we didn't get arrested and or, or anything like that. But, you know, that's always a possibility when we go to another country that something like that could happen or, or even more. But that's when you got to say, hey, Jesus is worth it all, no matter what, no matter what happens, persecution, being arrested, even being killed. If it's for advancing the kingdom of God, then it is worth it because he gives us the power to, to do that, even in the face of death. Remember Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And we need to keep on telling people about Jesus. Keep loving our enemies as he tells us to. And just keep being obedient. That's what we have to be. And his gospel will continue to spread throughout this world. There's uh, other countries in here, but many are in Africa, many are in the Middle East. We have some on, on our side of the world, such as Cuba. It came in at number 37. That's, you know, that dictatorship has long been an issue there in Cuba. Uh, also close to home, uh, Mexico is number 43. And that, that's a very dangerous country uh, Mexico has become. And it's a shame because the people are just so wonderful. Like in so many other countries, you know, you just love the people. Uh, they're wonderful. But I tell you, the organized crime and corruption has really, really taken over Mexico. And, and that's made the persecution levels very high. And it's just, it's just a dangerous place to be. A lot of violence are going on over there in, in Mexico. The, the criminal networks there, they, they've spread throughout Mexico. And as the report says, they act as drivers of persecution wherever the church is perceived as a threat to their interest. So think about it. We share Jesus. We share about living a good life and killing people, selling people, and human trafficking, selling drugs. That's not part of the good life, is it? So our message really goes against those drug lords' messages, and they don't want the church anywhere around. So that's really up the persecution in our neighbors uh, in Mexico. The, uh, another country that Love and Action's in is in Nepal, and they are 48 on the list. And uh, really, religious nationalism is, is a big thing there, like it is in India. And again, it's, it's Hindu, uh, radical Hindus. And th there's many different religions in Nepal as well, including people who worship animals, worship rivers, worship trees, worship anything 
that's not a God that is, as they worship. And of course, we know there's one true God, and that's our Heavenly Father. And we have a wonderful group of pastors who gets that message out. And through the pandemic, I mean, just thousands of people have come to the Lord over there. And a big reason why is there's a lot of people been starving there in Nepal. And we've been able to help, and not just us, but others been helping as well, to, to get food to people. Christians are, are the only ones doing that in these rural areas, and it's making a difference because those people are saying, look, nobody else is helping us, but you are, so I want to hear about this Jesus. And when they do, wow, they just they fall in love with Jesus and they give their lives to Jesus. So uh, a lot of great work is being done there as well. And I just, again, want to encourage you, go to opendoorsusa.org and check out the watch list. You can look over all 50 countries. You can click on each country and see what's going on, see how to pray for them. But be sure that you're praying for our brothers and sisters around the world. Take time to pray for them. They need our prayers. Persecution is real. We can't try to stick our heads in the ground and act like it's not happening. Well, I guess we could, but that's not the wise thing to do. The wise thing to do is to be people of prayer, and help where there's opportunities to help, help our brothers and sisters around this world. Well, thank you again for joining me this morning. I pray you have a wonderful week coming up. And just remember, Jesus loves you. And I pray that God will bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.